You're listening to the No BS Nutrition Podcast. I'm registered dietitian Hannah McGee. And I'm neuroscience PhD student Tarek Youssef. And for the next hour, we're going to tackle popular nutrition topics from a scientific lens, promoting fact over fiction with no BS. morning good morning vietnam (laughs) hello hannah hey Tarek, how's it going well it's lovely to be back together virtually again another week here we are chatting another week it feels like another year we had a big storm big snowstorm yeah today last night and today snowed in The whole city was shut down for about half a day, but then everything looked like it was up and running again over here. Uh, Yeah, I didn't leave my house, so I couldn't tell you what it looked like in Moncton. But I don't think we got as much snow as you guys, so... which is campus was closed today, too. Wow, it takes a lot for that Well, I couldn't even take... There there were no buses for, like, several hours, so I couldn't even leave the house. But, you know, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are hanging out, recording the podcast. Um, Is anything exciting happening anywhere? I don't think so. I I honestly am like, I, every time before we record, try to think of like, what's been new this week? What's exciting? What's going on? And I got nothing. Actually, I do have... Oh. Okay, here's some good news. Moncton, mm-hmm. we were in the... Red. Red zone. As of tonight, we're going back to the orange zone. Oh, wow. Can I ask you something as as you being a dietitian? Of course. What is the disease where I feel like I have a hair in my throat and I can never get it out? (laughs) I got nothing. (laughs) You can't help me with that? (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I've never heard of it. What you have? A, I'm just like trying just, to you ever imagine. Feel like you that. have a. You ever feel like you have a hair and it's like oh, I can't get it out. No. And owning I, two cats, I'm like, is it a hair? Like I don't know. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. So less swallowing is just not doing it. Yeah. Oh. Swallowing, drinking tea, nothing's helping. I'm so sorry. Is this good? Is this a good podcast? No, I feel like we're really. We got to jump into this. BS I'm movie. really. I'm really nervous. Everyone's like a. Okay, they're losing it. We are. We're having no. We are. I'm losing sorry, it. everyone. It's it's. Anyways, okay. I'm waiting. Okay, you're waiting. We're all waiting. We usually do so much better. Than, it'll be better next week. I promise. Okay, <laughs> Hannah. Save us from this sinking ship. Do you have a BS of the week? I do. And I just want to say, I feel like this is what's happening. Usually. (laughs) What's happening? Usually one of us has some energy and a little bit of pep and a little bit of like, you know, so we can kind of carry the other person through. Yeah, we can kind of carry each other through when we're not, when the other person isn't. We're both bad Isn't at their best today. (laughs) Neither of us are at our best and it's just really dragging. But here we go. PS of the week. So this is something that 
we actually haven't talked about yet and I'm so surprised that we haven't that I, I wanted to chat about it what we did talk about was the creator of this trend or of this some people will call it a movement um but I want to talk about celery juice oh okay yeah let's get into it okay okay so I I just think it's so interesting because there's so people will claim that celery juice will cure everything like sure like anything and everything um and anyways it just blows my mind because it's literally just juiced celery so you would also think celery would be like four hundred dollars right well it did get more expensive as (laughs) the celery juice trend like was on the rise because more and more people were buying like you know stocks on stocks of celery stocks of stocks stocks oh oh god (laughs) (laughs) um so i mentioned that we talked about the creator of the celery juice movement or like the originator who is anthony william who goes by (laughs) the medical medium uh that's his brand that's his name i don't know that's yeah Yeah. his brand and he is is neither just so you all know i know i know medical medium can be a little bit misleading but he is neither a medical doctor or anyone formally trained in nutrition and in fact his process is rather unconventional. So hmm. the medical medium or, or Anthony William claims that spirit starts to speak to him. And this is where he gets all of his medical nutrition, all his information. He says that he writes And it's it, not the same spirit. It's a different spirit. I don't I don't know. He says, I write it down. He writes exactly word for word what the spirit says until he has a stack of notepads many feet high. And it was wow. just a gift that was given to him. So that's, this is how he discovered the magical... Talk about food, God. Right, right. God. So that is how... Everyone's starting this off. Sorry. Okay. So that's how he came across the proposed purported benefits of celery juice so let me tell you a little bit about what people claim about celery juice so do you think he has stocks he like owns a farm by the so, way like has that okay okay no so i read an I'll article hold on to that i'll hold on i read an that. article in the new york times where they he, like he was quoted and he said that he doesn't own any celery farms or anything like that so okay. um anyways most people who most of the claims around celery juice come from social media and people sharing basically anecdotes of what it's done for them. So people say that celery juice is like a remedy for digestive issues, autoimmune disorders, psoriasis. Hey, why haven't you tried celery juice here? Uh, <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm running to the store right now. Uh, acne, chronic fatigue, acid oh. reflux, shingles, strep throat, and oh and of course it will help you lose weight oh okay he'll lose weight (laughs) and actually i think we chatted about in one of our earlier seasons that on keeping up with the kardashians they had the medical medium on because kim has psoriasis and she wanted to like (laughs) see if he could help her with her psoriasis and he prescribed (laughs) celery juice and she said it didn't work which was actually Mm. wonderful but Mm -hmm. um anyways i so the 
What's interesting is that I was on the medical medium's website and I was reading about celery juice and, and his claims and things like that. And they were like just all over the place, basically all the things that I've said. And then in this New York times article about celery juice, he, they got quotes from him and, and he said, I'm not saying it's a cure all. Like he was just like, (laughs) <laughs> but saying, everything from psoriasis to cancer, right? but, but not you, a cure-all. But if you look at his website, he <laughs> is basically claiming it's a cure-all. So anyways, the reason he believes that celery juice is so powerful is because he says that celery juice contains cluster salts. What? I don't know. I don't know. He just is, this is, he came up with this term or the spirit told him this term, cluster salts that detox the liver. And he actually has an entire book about it. So, uh, <laughs> cluster salts don't exist. You can exist. write about anything. You can write about anything. You seriously <laughs> can. And, and you can make up compounds, apparently, that sure. just appear when you juice something. Because cluster yeah. salts are not a thing. They don't exist in celery, you know, like raw celery. Yeah. So, I'm not sure how they, when when celery juice, when celery goes from celery to juice form, where these cluster salts are coming in and, and right. Right. So anyways, I basically, there's no scientific evidence to support any of the claims being made about celery juice. There's nothing pointing towards celery juice containing something called cluster salts. Um, there's literally not one study looking at celery juice and not even celery juice alone. There's also like no real studies on celery consumption so this I, is, that's a we've talked about this before like when we've like we've ran into something we're like oh it, it hasn't been studied in the scientific literature at all it's because like we don't need to study right because people are like why the hell would we study that like it doesn't make sense um yeah exactly so I guess like I was I was trying to read up and think about like why people might see benefits from drinking celery juice because the medical medium recommends that his he's got like two million actually whoa okay we gotta back up he had like two million followers on Instagram but when I searched mm-hmm. him up on Instagram last week when I was prepping this episode his page was just gone like he did not <gasps> exist on Instagram. Our so impact. I was wondering, like, if he <laughs> we got... took him down single. Right. <laughs> like if somebody took him down or something like hey, that. Our podcast is famous <laughs> for like spreading misinformation or pseudoscience or whatever. And anyways, I haven't really looked into it that much, but I just our noticed army that... of fans <laughs> unfollowed. <Yeah. him. laughs> wow. Oh, all two God. million of them. Yeah. Um, way to go, everybody. <laughs> but anyways, so I mean... Like I was saying, he had 2 million followers on Instagram and they were all, you know, meant so many of these people were on the celery juice trend and drinking celery juice. And so his recommendation was that you drink, I think it was 16 ounces of celery juice every morning. Mm. And if you're drinking that, like you have to think about celery is like 94% water. So you're yeah. just drinking a big, you're hydrating. You're drinking a big <laughs> glass of water in the morning. So if you feel better, it's probably because you're hydrated or if you're someone who doesn't normally drink or eat a lot of vegetables, it's because you're consuming vegetables. Like you're eating a shit ton of <laughs> celery. You went from eating next to no veggies to a shit ton of celery. Of course you're going to like feel a difference and feel somewhat well, healthier just having... in some way. Having that amount of 
carbs in the morning probably like gives you energy even if you like normally maybe you're somebody who skips breakfast or something like that yeah i mean i don't know if celery has a lot of carbs but maybe not even i didn't mean like natural sugars even i just meant like the carbohydrates of like like the starches and like no i know in, yeah right, right. whatever's yeah. in celery um Sure, sure. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> why are you throw, throw me a bone. Throw me a bone. Of course, yeah. So, but the thing is, like, basically my point is that there's no, like, cluster salt magic happening. Like, if cluster you feel better... Salt. I don't know what it is. He just made it up. Um, if, right. if you feel better drinking celery juice, it's because either you're drinking water, you're eating more vegetables, or it's a placebo effect. Like, oh, that, oh, yeah, that yeah, one. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I, like, okay, I have two more pointers. Number one, why not just eat celery? Like, to yield 16 ounces of celery juice, you need a lot of celery. Mm. And you're also probably, maybe, no, probably losing out on certain nutrients like polyphenols and antioxidants and fiber that's in fiber, yeah, the yeah, celery yeah. when when you juice them. Uh, that's what happens when you juice vegetables. So you're losing out on those things. You're getting mostly water and maybe a, like some nutrients, um, but celery is 94% water. So you're getting mostly water. It tastes like shit. And <laughs> so why not just eat celery? Like, you know? So anyways... Uh. The, and then, okay, the last thing I want to say is mainly about the medical medium, like why this shit is so harmful. There is so much misinformation on his website, and he's claiming that his messages from spirit claim or claim um, help people heal from chronic diseases and, and illnesses and mystery sicknesses and things like that. And then I was reading like the frequently asked questions on his website, and there were so many questionable answers and one of them was can babies and children drink celery juice and his answer yes celery juice is incredible for the health and development of babies and children (laughs) and like that goes to show this man has no fucking knowledge of medical like no medical or nutrition knowledge whatsoever babies are not supposed to drink anything except for breast milk or formula from zero to six months and he's like sure they can drink celery juice like are you fucking insane that's terrible it's terrible and that really pissed me off because people are believing his shit and now they're gonna go give their babies celery juice like and that can be potentially harmful if your child sure. is chugging celery Choking juice, or then they're yeah. missing out on, well, my, <laughs> I oh, guess. Oh, sorry, yeah. nutrition, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they, they would be missing out on, if they're, if celery juice is filling up their bellies right. and filling, you know, they have tiny bellies and yeah. they're drinking celery juice, they're not going to feel I don't hum- know why my mind went straight to like aspiration. I was like, they're going to aspirate on the water. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Um, but... Yeah, they, they'd be, it could potentially be like replacing nutrients or right. replacing the space in their stomach of for course. breast milk sure. or formula, which is extremely nutrient dense, whereas celery juice is mostly water. So right. anyways, that's my little spiel on celery juice. It's a real, you know what, like if you want to drink it, fine. If you like it and you find, you know, it's a ritual or whatever, like, okay, but it's not doing any of these things that people are claiming it mm. is. It's literally hydrating you. It's a vegetable. It's not magic. There's nothing. There's no cluster salts. That's not a thing. 
point blank period done mic drop i i thought was i think this is an amazing bs of the week and i thank you and what it makes me think of is someone saying have celery juice in the morning that's quite an achievable goal like that's not a hard thing to do so it's Mm -hmm. very easy and it probably like i anyone feels good when they can accomplish a simple task and you're like oh i did it like i did this thing and i feel good and what it makes me think of is you know when we were talking about goal setting at the beginning of the year um people sometimes will set unrealistic goals for themselves and then when they fail it sucks and then you just feel like well i'm not going to try now because i'm just going to fail but if you set a goal for yourself like drinking celery juice every day you succeed Mm -hmm. you keep doing that because you get the positive reinforcement yeah it's like an easy thing that you can exactly so yeah but people then need to remember like you don't need to make huge strides forward immediately like make small achievable goals for yourself if you want to nutrition wise or if you need to fitness wise and try to achieve those make them as simple as having a glass of celery juice in the morning and like start off slow that way rather than saying i'm gonna overhaul my life and you right. know okay whatever yeah. that's interesting yeah but save your money because you have to oh, buy gosh. a lot of celery yeah. and drink water in the morning set a <laughs> goal that, to yeah. drink 16 ounces of water first thing in the morning it's the exact oh, same sure. thing that's cheaper you yeah. know so anyways um but i think that's a good point and i think that kind of leads well into our topic for today because at least from the research that i did for the episode it was a lot around mm-hmm. goal setting and and things that people set out to do and sticking to it and things like that. So I think that's a perfect segue into our main topic, which is... Dun-dun-da-da. Do you want me to say it? The monotrophic... Oh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, you got it. You got it. The monotrophic diet or the mono diet. And yes. maybe I'll I'll start us off, okay. and then I'll and then we can go back and forth a totally. bit. So people probably like you know what a mono diet is, even if you don't think you know what it is because you've come across them. Right, For, they can look like a lot of different things. Yeah, it's basically well, as the name suggests, it's eating just one food item or one type of food. Yeah, and that's your whole diet. So, for example, just eating fruit. Or just eating meat, the carnivore diet, or just eating eggs, or just eating potatoes. So I've seen like all kinds of interesting things, or maybe wacky thing. And I would say that also, from what I've seen, and from the research and the digging that I did, it's not usually a health thing, if ever. Mm-hmm. It's usually just a weight loss thing. Purely a weight loss thing, yeah. And and again, this is another example of something nutrition slash diet related slash diet culture related that hasn't been researched because you like don't need to research it um so i I couldn't find any journal articles really like peer-reviewed journal articles about it Uh, or any kinds of the the mono diets yeah but what i found something i found that was interesting was that it's not a new idea so like you almost think of like carnivore diet like is a new agey thing or right. whatever, going on like a celery juice cleanse for a few weeks is a new agey thing. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's not. So th- this is straight from the incredible Wikipedia. But it was just interesting reading through this. There was an Italian scholar called Antonio Magliabecchi from the 1700s who 
only ate three hard-boiled eggs every day. That was all he ate. What? There was an Italian Renaissance painter, Piero di Cosimo, who ate only boiled eggs. Again, another eggs person. Italians with eggs. Howard Hughes, who actually, I knew that name. He was a business magnate who died in the 70s. He would spend weeks on weeks only eating canned soup. And then he would spend weeks on weeks only eating steak sandwiches. And then George George Sitwell is a really another famous example. He's a British politician. He only ate roasted chicken. Isn't that interesting? That is very interesting. So this is the this is monotrophic diets or mono diets is basically eating one food item or one type of food. And that's your whole diet. And I don't know whether. Uh, and I can't speak to this at all because I haven't found any research about this, but whether or not it's kind of, um, it can sometimes, not every time, but I wonder if in some scenarios it might be OCD related or like kind of like ARFID. Like, I, I don't know if it, mm. it can get to that state and you can listen back to season one where we talked about ARFID. Um, if it's kind of related to that for some people, but I would say on the, in the majority in like modern era now people who are doing mono diets are doing them they're they want to do them and they're selecting to do them for weight loss yeah so i agree i think that yeah potentially or or maybe historically there could have been like you said some sort of like eating disorder or like arfid related um motivation behind it not motivation but Mm. um you know what i mean um but ideology yeah Yeah, ideology exactly and then today or like you know in the last five ten years um when it's been trending it's definitely been like a weight loss thing and it's interesting that yeah so from what i read it doesn't seem like there's actually one definition of it either. Like it did seem like Wikipedia and a couple other websites that I read said that it was, yeah, either the one food, um, or one type of food at each, or yeah, one type of food. So, and then there was one that I read that said one type of food at each meal. So, Oh, interesting. So if you only ate one food, like some people define that as like only eating bananas or only eating potatoes, and then mm-hmm. other people define one food as like just fruit, or maybe that's one type of food. So right, right. So like if you just ate fruit, that's kind of like the. I think there's a name for that, like fruitarian or fruit. Mm, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably heard it. You dabbled in the raw vegan world. <laughs> Nine months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then another one. Yeah, like I said, the one type of food at each meal was another one that I saw. That's also known as mono meals. So basically, you mm. eat, like for instance, you'd eat just protein or like just eggs at breakfast, and then you'd have just fruit or like just bananas for lunch, and then you'd have just vegetables or just kale for dinner. So that was another interesting one. Um, But yeah, there doesn't really seem to be one definition for it. And it kind of seems like people just kind of make it up as they go or like um, people who participate in it. Um, And, you know, all of these sources that I was on weren't necessarily like credible ones or, you know, it it seems like it's like I said, there's no real definition for it. It's kind of just what people make it um and people do what they want one thing that i read from an article on uh from women's health was kind of like how it gained 
popularity again recently. So it gained some popularity in like 2016, 2017 for a couple reasons. Um, one of them was, I don't know if you've heard of this person, um, freely, the banana girl. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Well, I'm surprised you haven't heard of her. Um, and I put I put in my notes. I'm, I was uh, Tarek. Do you know who that is? I thought you might. <laughs> is she a meme? I thought you might because you were hashtag raw vegan for nine months. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she is freely the banana girl. I'm curious if the listeners out there know who that is. But she's a YouTuber and a vegan YouTuber. She's an intense vegan YouTuber and an intense animal activist. Um, you know, I have nothing against veganism and, and animals and animals but her <laughs> activism approach is a little bit harsh and a little bit um aggressive and sure. not, not a little bit a lot um so she is known on youtube for like some pretty out there and interesting what i eat in a day videos where she eats like only, probably all clickbait like, yeah, but she does eat it in the videos anyways, but right. like she, she'll eat only bananas like all day or she'll eat smoothies with like 10 dates and 20 bananas in it at one meal. Like just rid- ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, she, this is what she does. And she's actually like pretty popular in like the raw till four vegan community. Um, and uh, we talked about that in the mayor method episode, but yeah, so apparently she also like occasionally dabbles in oops, in the mono diet where she'll like only eat bananas for days at a time. Um, <laughs> so that's one reason why in a Is she around, sponsored by like Chiquita or something? I don't know. Um, so that's one reason why like in 2016 this diet gained a little more popularity. And then another reason was I don't know if you've heard of this person. I hadn't. Comedian and illusionist Penn Gillette. Uh, he... Potato Man. Yes. Did you read that? Uh, yeah. Penn. Yeah. What's his last? He's like from Gillette. the Penn and Teller guys. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he credited his 100 pound weight loss in 2016 to kicking off his diet by only eating potatoes. Um, so he, um, that, you know, obviously people were really drawn to that. Him claiming he lost 100 pounds and only ate potatoes. Can I and jump in really quickly on that jump one? jump right in. Because I, I read a little bit about that, and I thought it was so interesting. He's, like you mentioned, like a really famous recent mono dieter. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, I'm sure we both have a bunch of links. As always, we'll throw them in the, discu- yeah. in the, in the discussion. We'll throw them in the whatever the thing Just, is, show notes. Yeah, there you go. Um, so Penn, very, I, I, I don't know how he did this. He ate five potatoes a day for two weeks, okay? And then he ate only vegetables for three months. And then he went on a, I've never heard this before, nut-retarian diet, which means that he didn't eat processed grains or added sugar or salt, but he would eat, I'm assuming, nuts and the occasional meat, fish, and dairy. I don't know. Interesting. And obviously, I just like, I couldn't believe five potatoes a day for two weeks. That's starvation. Yeah, and the, the... The person who wrote the article that I read, her name is Susan uh, Rincunis, and she made a good point. She said, if people think they have an unhealthy relationship with food, this, like, eating five potatoes a day for two weeks is not a way to, like, quote, jumpstart your system or, like, reset your system. It's actually the foundation for more unhealthy relationships Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I was going to get into that later in the episode, but yeah, that basically like dieting is dieting is like a form of disordered eating. It's a, you know, it's, it's a symptom of disordered eating and it can lead to eating disorders and being that strict with your diet can absolutely lead to a worse relationship with food. And yeah, I read about Penn that he, I, I, I watched an interview that he was on Good Morning America, I think, after his I weight loss. I keep thinking you're going to say Penn Badgley, but <laughs> I know, I know from you're Gossip not. Gossip Girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah, so he said the reason he was so strict with his diet, he said, was because he can't do moderation. And, like, he, oh. he was, like, one of those. Yeah. And he said he, he had to do something, like, ridiculous, something super strict to break habits, is what he said. So, like, to to make him not able to like go out to dinner and socially eat or to make him not be able to snack in front of the TV. Like he, he basically said like, there's so many things wrong with that. There's so many things wrong with that. And he said that only eating potatoes was like the way that he was able to break those habits because eating in moderation doesn't work for him. And and also, maybe just like even aside from the fact that that's so disordered and like really unhealthy, uh, I'll also throw in that that's such like a privileged thing to say like mm. he he's rich enough to like put aside his whole life to be like yeah whatever I'm gonna hole up at my house eat right. a couple potatoes a day and uh, I have no consequences and then people I guess like look at the diet and think they can do that but that's not realistic like no for most people knows? eating one food every day for weeks or months or whatever it's not realistic it's just not no, no. um now I don't know are we okay to move on from Penn? I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to be upset? <laughs> Am um, I okay? So I wanted to just talk a little bit about the claims and like the goals of the mono diet. And we already kind of mentioned one. But one claim that I saw was that following a monotrophic diet helps you optimize digestion, which can help burn fat. So this claim is basically saying that by eating one food at a time or only one food, your body is better able to release the, quote, correct digestive enzymes so that you can digest the food more fully. And that reminded me of food combining, which we briefly covered in a BS of the week. I think it was season two, episode 14. And basically food combining has this idea that eating certain foods together or not together will either like take away energy from your digestion or give your body more ability to digest the food and and then when your body spends less energy digesting the food it can turn that energy towards like weight loss or quote fat burning which is like totally just not a thing Um, we talked about that, like our bodies and our digestive systems are literally designed to digest and absorb all sorts of foods in all sorts of combinations. So we can digest protein, carbs, fat, whatever together in whatever combinations, and our bodies will know what to do with it. So eating one food at a time, isn't going to like free up energy for your body to focus on losing weight or burning fat like that's a total myth it's not a thing um and then obviously the other claim about it is that it will help you lose weight and sure it definitely will help you lose weight because it's so restrictive you're like you're only eating one food um think about it if you were to only eat one food 
all day, every day, you're going to get tired of that food. Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're not going to want to eat it after a while. So you're going to lose interest in it, which will lead you to eat less. So, you know, you'll end up being in a calorie deficit because you're just eating less food because it's so right it's not no magic about the food yeah it's, it's not just the food the it's not intake. the one food yeah. like doing anything yeah. crazy in your digestive system or in your body it's literally just you're putting yourself in a really boring calorie deficit yeah <laughs> so that's a really interesting way to put it yeah you. exactly yeah yeah i love that and then like you know will this be sustainable Probably not. I mean, you know, there's always that really tiny portion of people that do some crazy diet and seem to keep their weight off, like in the eat like a bear diet, you know, yeah. uh, the creator of that. She's, you know, claims that she's two Dr. years. Dr. Rose. Dr. Rose. She's, she's <laughs> kept the weight off for two years and she still eats like a bear. So there's always that like, you know, 1% of people that seem to... I don't know, seem to maintain their weight loss. I mean, it's only been two years for her. We know that weight loss, or we know that weight gain reoccurs over like five, 10, yeah. 20 years um, yeah. after dieting. So, yeah, I mean, most people, it's probably not going to be sustainable for. Um, it, just think about it. Like, if you just sit there and think for a second about eating one food every day, all day, that sounds terrible. I know you in the back of like sometimes I think oh I could eat sushi every day for every meal and then every couple of weeks I have sushi I'm like I'm good for a while right like, this was good I'm satisfied and I'm done yeah it's funny like when because there's like you know in get to know me situations where people are like if you could eat only one food for the rest of your life what would it be and you know people always have an answer like pizza or whatever right right but it's like yeah. even if pizza was your food of choice on the mono diet you would still get tired of it and you would still probably lose weight because you'd be so freaking tired of eating pizza you'd eat so little of it so right anyways um yeah that's what <laughs> i just feel like i talk too much i need to give second you... mic drop second <laughs> mic drop of the episode for me no, i just you need what... to let you have a well, I was just going to say one of the things that I was, I've been interested um, in talking about for a while now on the podcast was the carnivore diet, and we never mm-hmm. really had a good opportunity to do it. And I, I think this is a perfect time to like talk about it a little bit. And I, I, I've seen this for years now, the carnivore diet, and it's always branded t- mostly towards men. Uh, and, you know, it's always this picture of, like, a really jacked guy, like, grilling, a, like, a seven-inch steak on a barbecue and, like, eating it half raw. Anyway, so it's not a new thing either. And in the 1800s, this German writer, Bernard, Bernard Moncrief, wrote a book called The Philosophy of the Stomach, where he talks about this. And it's also kind of just in general with the mono diets picking up, also been picking up uh, traction mm. lately. Um and obviously, there's no clinical evidence of its safety or health benefits, blah, blah, blah. We all know this. Yeah. But what it does do, of course, like you were saying, with every other mono diet, you're going to end up in a calorie deficit and you are very likely to lose weight if you stick with it. Um, however, the problem is that there, you, the trouble is when you're just eating meat, especially cooked meat, you end up uh, with a bunch of uh, nutritional deficiencies like vitamin deficiencies and maybe even with too much of some things like dangerous cholesterol levels, not yeah. to mention the terrible like 
not that one person is making a gigantic dent in it, but the contribution to like the greenhouse gas effect with just carnivore diets, if the whole world did it, we'd be in real trouble. Right. Anyway, but that's a very, very long story. But uh, I found this interesting article from The Independent by Mimi Launder, and she's a science writer. Um, and she writes this really scary article, actually, about things that are definitely possible, but I'm going to be honest, they're definitely avoidable as well. So I'll talk about the worst of what can happen on a carnivore diet. Um, but I want to warn that, I mean, realistically, I don't want to lie, like you can avoid some of these things and we can talk about how people avoid them later. But regardless of how they end up avoiding them, it still ends up being disordered, sadly. So um, you obviously, I mean, there's some really simple stuff. You end up with a serious lack of fiber. So people who are on carnivore diets are in serious discomfort and have terrible constipation sometimes if you don't consume enough um if you don't consume enough meat you have to eat a lot a lot of meat on a carnivore diet in order for it to even be at all sustainable because not only will your body start breaking down fat for energy but it's also going to start breaking down protein from your muscle mass so your weight loss as always like we talk about with crash diets does not always come from loss of adipose tissue but can come from loss of water weight can come from loss of muscle mass as well because your body can can end up converting protein into um, energy into consumable energy and um, meats like rabbit are so low in fat that this gets even worse because you're not even getting any fat intake if you're just consuming a lot of rabbit for example and not not to mention you end up with things like nausea and the conversion of protein to glucose for energy by the liver actually ends up with um, uh, ends up producing a lot of urea as um, uh, as a consequence of that process so and that buildup of urea contributes to nausea diarrhea etc it's very uncomfortable you've got lack of vitamins vitamin c which you know i don't know how many people get hospitalized for scurvy these days <laughs> but you do end up with easy bruising and bleeding uh, and what some people do on the on the carnivore diet is eat raw meat because that's oh, how yeah. vitamin C is you know maintained because it, once you cook it it destroys the vitamin C but then you get into bacterial infection problems I mean it, it's really like a whole spiral of things right you uh, you're also supposed to eat org- a lot of organ meat you know because the liver contains vitamin D and A you know fish can be high in fat so there's ways to get some things that you know some ways to avoid some negative side effects but regardless you're gonna end up supplementing supplementing if you want to be quote unquote like healthy at all and like Mm -hmm. make sure you're getting the nutrition that your body needs but it's not necessarily a healthy way to do it and you're just contributing to more of a foundation for disordered eating um and unfortunately, that whole cycle of like crash dieting and then like binge and binging and restricting. So it's not sustainable in the long run. Like if you can keep it up for however, whatever amount of time and you see results, that's what happens with every crash diet. Like right. There's nothing special about the carnivore diet. And those people who are super ripped and jacked and on the carnivore diet are maybe also on steroids. Like y- you never <laughs> know what you're seeing on social media. And I cannot believe steroids are so common anyway that's a whole other conversation too there's also this interesting um i saw there there's like a milk diet which i i'd never oh, heard about wow. before but and people make up all kinds of stuff like it treats eczema and hay fever impotence even there's like 28 cups of milk a day is like how this started wow. and that's not true <laughs> and the potato diet there was this um 
in 2010, this is pretty recent, Chris Voigt is the, was the executive director of Washington State Potato Commission. Okay. And he ate 20 potatoes a day for two months, and he decided that it wasn't sustainable. Regardless, he was quoted as saying that his diet proved potatoes were truly healthy. Okay, so why'd you stop eating them? Anyway. That's very So I ran into some weird, really strange things. But, I mean, potatoes are healthy, but... Yeah, yeah, sure. Not, not, on not their if own. you just eat potatoes. Yeah, totally. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, there's all kinds of stuff like that. Just you end up, as you were talking about earlier, like you end up losing out on things. And if you find ways around that, it's not really a, a sustainable long-term solution. Yeah, I agree. And I like that you brought up the risk for nutrient deficiencies uh, because it's huge on a diet like this or the or, like the carnivore diet or just the mono diet, eating one food um, and one food only. Um, like you said, like things like that are lacking like fiber, you're going to end up with some digestion and gut health issues. Um, muscle loss, you already mentioned, could be one if you're not eating enough protein. Um, fatigue, your compromised immune system. Like if you're not meeting your essential nutrient needs, um, there's, you know, there's a reason why most public health bodies like around the world recommend you eat a balanced, varied diet. Like it's in order to meet your needs of all these essential vitamins and minerals and, and, um, macronutrients so like there are negative health outcomes to not doing that it's not just like a i don't know sometimes with the carnivore diet i feel like it's just these like yeah like you said these super like buff dudes like just i don't know they just get this like uh, almost like a high from doing something so ridiculous and so crazy and and like sharing about it on social media um but it's yeah. like no you can have some serious like unfavorable health health outcomes from doing that um absolutely there is like a a chasing like i know like from my like disordered eating experiences like I, there is this like euphoria almost mm-hmm. like oh like yeah. the, the number on the scale went yeah. down like i'm gonna keep going like that can totally that can like help feed the disordered eating behavior and yeah it can help it go but only so far and then you either end up like getting off the crash diet and end up binging restricting in that cycle or you end up like with serious health consequences like there's no good outcome no no there's not you're right yeah and exactly it can a lot of times diets like this or any type of diet like you said crash diets fad diets just diet mentality in your mind like or restrictive mentality that almost always leads to binge eating um or constantly thinking about food throughout the day you know it's the only thing you think about because you're so deprived or just having like a poor quality of life because you can't live your life normally and follow a diet like this you can't be Mm -hmm. social you can't like you know do anything spontaneous whatsoever because you you know you have to eat bananas and only bananas or whatever it is um yeah and then yeah the whole disordered eating aspect of it it either like fuels um, like a binge restrict cycle, which obviously is disordered, or it like fuels you towards even more restrictive habits and like an eating disorder or something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's not safe. It's not healthy. It's not safe. It's purely a harmful like weight loss diet that is totally unnecessary and you don't need to try eating one food and one food only. And it's such like, um, 
it, it's such a vanity diet. Like it, it's definitely right. one of those ones where, like you were saying, a lot of people will do like before and after photos or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's one of those things like where you want to show a transformation. Right. Like, it's totally geared toward weight loss. And that's like, it reminds me of what, Freely, the banana girl. I didn't mention this earlier, but she is like she's very thin and she's always posting images like of her body and uh, and transformation photos of her body from like before she was this raw vegan or whatever and now and like there's a big difference and and you know so people who follow her or subscribe to her on youtube see what she looks like and that she eats mainly bananas or whatever and then they're like well that's what i'm gonna do to look like her and it's just so yeah She's a frugivore. There you go. Yeah. Does that mean she just eats fruit? She primarily eats fruit. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, she's she's interesting. Um, but I mean, that's all I have to say about the mono diet. Um, do you have anything? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you laugh? <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no. I'm only laughing because it's like, that's all I'm going to say about it. It's over. The no, mono diet meant, is like, done. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you had anything you wanted to add before we headed oh, to... Oh, yeah, no, no, of course. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I just... It just made... Uh, talking about diets makes me sad sometimes. This one definitely makes me sad. Cause yeah, yeah. It's... It's... Um, it's like the celery juice thing. Like you were saying, like it definitely is perfect. That was a perfect BS of the week for this episode because it's such an easy rule that you can almost like get it stuck in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. People want to just like be told what to do or like have it laid out in front of them so simply. And they, people hate like nuance and they hate kind of living in the gray area. So if like you can just eat potatoes and potatoes only or whatever it is, like people love that because it's, it's almost easy in a way until it's not easy, until it's very difficult to stick to. But starting out, it's easy because you just have this one rule and the one rule only, right. and there's no kind of what ifs, there's no nuance, there's no, uh, it's very black and white. Uh, and people love that, yeah. which is unfortunate. That's like, that's like the whole, um, everyone like being so up in arms about how the development of like the well the vaccines and mask wearing for COVID-19 like Mm -hmm. how how there was so much nuance in getting public health information out and so much nuance in the efficacy of the vaccines and now especially with the the variants of the virus like there is so much nuance about like whatever how everything works and it gets very frustrating like there can't sometimes there just like isn't a simple rule yeah of course the rules regardless like like wear a mask, et cetera. Like yeah. there's some obvious ones, but there is some nuance in understanding how the vaccines work and so on. And that gets people really upset. And I can see why, but, but yeah, it's sad because the easy way out is not like always the best option. Totally. Yeah. So the verdict on the mono diet, don't do it. Oh, oh my god what <laughs> the whole time you were against it okay me too i'm against it too <laughs> all right so Herrick, i'm just dying to know what mm. has been tasty for you this week that's a really good question. And I had an answer to this, which I'm now 
Oh, you know what? <laughs> you know what? What? <laughs> I'm back in the Oreos, folks. I'm back in the Oreos. I, you know, for a while I forgot they existed. I, d- I didn't have a box of Oreos. And yesterday we had a long day and I went to, you know, just a, a drugstore, got a pack of Oreos. Mm. Delightful. I am looking for a sponsorship. Are they owned by Nestle? Because Nestle's really bad, right? So we don't want to support Nestle. But are Oreos Nestle? I hope they're not. Where are they from? I don't know. They might be General uh, Mills. Are they? No, aren't they like Mr. Christie? Mr. Christie, you make good cookies. Um, <laughs> they're Nabisco. What's Nabisco? Are I they don't good? Know. I don't Hopefully they're, they're ethical. So <laughs> Nabisco, reach out to us if you're ethical and we could talk about a sponsorship. Yeah. And that's my tasty. And Hannah, I would love to know what yours is. So my tasty is last night was the Super Bowl, which I pretended to watch. But yeah, what? Do people. Okay, yeah, keep going. Well, <laughs> I live with Pat, so he wanted to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually like made a really nice kind of fun date night out of like cooking food for the Super Bowl and we made all these delicious snacks. We made um we made a homemade queso dip that we um right. dipped soft pretzels in. Um, which Love was that. really, really good. Soft pretzel. Did you make the soft no, pretzels? No, we didn't. We <gasps> bought them from Okay, but it's a lot of work. No, but it's a lot of work I to know. do pretzels. So I was going to yeah. say, like, you must be tired. Yeah, no, I would be tired. we made the queso dip. We bought the soft pretzels. We made... What else did we make? I'm blanking. Oh, we had ch- chicken wings. And Yum. we made... What was the other thing? Oh, we made these, like, mini potato skins. Um, with like mini potatoes oh. and you just kind of like roast them and scoop up the insides and you add some cheese and sour cream and green onion. I love that. It was so what good. A great idea. So we had a nice little night watching the Super Bowl and eating our snacks and it was just lovely. So that's my tasty for this week. D. Lynchins. Well, <laughs> Hannah, I have to tell you that really lit a flame under me and mm-hmm. I, I that inspired me to get some tasty snacks and i hope everyone at home gets a tasty snack as they rate us five stars leave yeah. a review share with a friend telling us how much they support us through this episode and um yeah share with a friend share with a parent share with the guardian share with your neighbor uh wear a mask stay two meters away from them but share with them and have an amazing day send us a dm set, tell us what you want us to talk about and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. And thank you guys. Actually, they um, on Instagram, we got a lot of recommendations for future episodes recently. So oh, thank you, I'll share everybody. this with you after Tarek. Um, so yeah, we, we really appreciate it. And we love to connect with you guys. So thank you. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.